Hello, I am C-3PO, and I believe the storyteller is ready. So let us begin. In three, two, one, go. So we start off with our man with no name. It's in the Wild West, but it's outer space. This is a Mandalorian who looks just like Boba Fett. We meet him at a bar where he essentially beats up a bunch of people, claims a bounty, turns him in. We get to meet his guild leader, and basically this is where it's a group of bounty hunters that work together. He says, there's not many jobs, but there's this one job. He goes to meet the guy face to face. The guy says, hey, I'm part of the old empire, but I need you to do this job for me, dead or alive. He goes and sends him on his way. It's a specifically weird job with very little information. The Mandalorian arrives in this planet, gets trained by... <laughs> That's so That's hard. Really tough. Holy really shit, it's hard. Yeah, you got you got a little in the details. You pulled a Slaney. I, I will know. I will say when I tried rehearsing this with Jen earlier, and I was like, it's not gonna be me doing it tonight, but I just want to see how far I get because she watched it with me, and I did not get out of the bar. The first <laughs> <time>. <laughs> well, I tried it once, and I didn't get out of the bar either. And I said, I'm gonna just. I'll make the bar five seconds Consolidate. And, and then I'll be fine. If you had another like six seconds, you would have nailed it. I, 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 th- I was pretty close because there's the last 10 minutes of the show, not much happens. It's no. it's amazing, but not much in terms of description. It's, so after that, uh, he gets led by this one little man who knows the area really well. He takes him to an area to take out a bunch of bounty hunters to collect mm-hmm. the bounty so that he can just make the peaceful world. He meets a droid there who takes out a bunch of people. They team up together. They take out everybody who's there guarding this one bounty. They realize it's a little baby. The droid wants to kill the baby. He shoots the droid and we realize it is a little baby what people have referred to now on the internet correctly as a yodeling, which I think a is yodeling. Great. Well, they're no, we don't know what they're actually called because okay. that's been one of the greatest mysteries yeah, since there's 1980. No, there's no species name. There has never there, there has never been, but this is the third of that species we've ever met, and it is by like 600 years the youngest. It's, now, who is the second of the species that we met? We meet Yaddle in the prequels. And, oh, and to say we okay. meet her is kind of reaching because she's just a background Jedi Council member. True. I mean, character has been expanded in, in some canon and some legends as well. But pretty restrictively because yep. it, it for all of the background that exists in basically every corner of Star Wars, Yoda, this major top five icon mm-hmm. in the series deliberately has no background species or origin mm-hmm. uh, except to say that we know how old he is and we know that this little baby yodeling is 50 yeah, yeah. it's not really a baby it's it's a 50 year old well it's a baby <laughs> okay but doesn't that also take away from the intelligence of yoda because you're like oh yoda says like he's like how old is he 900. Say? he says he's 900 years old so Really, if you didn't accumulate any wealth, if you, uh, any wealth of knowledge, because you were still a baby at age fifty, then how smart are you really when you're nine hundred? To your point, if if, okay. if fifty yeah. is one in yodeling years, that makes Yoda like eighteen when he's nine hundred. We're basically he's in his pre twenties. He's not old enough to drink yet. <laughs> what a punk. Okay, no. <laughs> so if we're going on like, okay, Matt, <laughs> I'm listening. How, if you were studying, yeah. to, like to to gain knowledge and wisdom, mm-hmm. yes, I've how much how much do you think you could retain if you had to start studying right now, in for one year? Think you could retain a lot of information? How about when you were one? Could you right. retain anything? Yoda, once he has seven hundred years of being a conscious <laughs> creature, 
I think he can do a lot with that. I don't think you should blame him for being like a baby still at 50. For how the age works for this particular species. And also, we uh, we don't know that this yodeling is stupid or no. ill-equipped. In fact, we have reason to believe he's quite a threat to somebody because they want him dead. Well, right. the, has the potential to be for sure. Well, and, and uh, further to that, is this an indication that the Force is going to exist in The Mandalorian? Because yes, definitely. I think so, right? I think there's a very good chance The Mandalorian is Force-sensitive. And also, the, the little crib was, like, levitating. Yep. But that's little... Star Wars technology, though. That's right. It's, oh, like, like, there's a speeder in the episode, too, that levitates as well. Oh, okay. So you think that it's just, like... it's. I guess it's more convenient to have a levitating... It's also a nice... Than... It's a nice little show to... Unless there's a power outage. In Revenge... <laughs> <laughs> in revenge of the sith though yoda does ride around on uh this kind of like almost like a cradle uh so that he's eye level with like mace window <laughs> and, but it just hovers <laughs> as along. you want to be it, it just hovers along similar to this um any kind of relation directly to yoda's bloodline possible um, some people are like saying oh guess uh yodel and yaddle got it on. yoda and yaddle got it on but no i don't think so uh, I believe we're going to learn, we are going to learn more about the species. We'll learn what they're called. We'll learn about how many there are. We'll learn that most likely that they're all force sensitive. Hence the reason why this character is so important. Um, yeah. Who wants him dead? The empire. But the empire is no more. The empire is fragmented. Right. The empire mm -hmm. is not no more. Uh. Also, we don't know who sent the bounty for IG-11. No. Nope. Because the Mandalorian was told dead or alive. IG-11 was told dead. That's true. I thought this was IG-88, and it's not. No, it's IG-11. So IG-88 was the character from The Empire Strikes Back, but they're all bounty droids, and so they're. it's just this is a specifically different one. Now, explain the uh, the character in The Empire Strikes Back, because I'm trying to remember. Uh, the, the character is just in the room with Vader when he tells the bounty hunters find me Han Solo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. It's just because legends and its existence since 1980, people have obsessed and built lore around this character for oh, so that's long. So cool. uh, and very obviously John Favreau started writing this. Well, he even said he started, he, the, he had a lot of these ideas since he was a kid. He wanted to do a show about Boba Fett and IG-88. Right. Oh, obviously, and he had those action figures, and those were the ones he played with. So it's fair to say that this show, The Mandalorian, is a proxy show for the Boba Fett movie production that really should never be. I think most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's an extremely good chance that that's the case, because they were going to announce it at one point, and there's no even fragments of that. I think there's a, still a very good chance Boba Fett will be in this show. Oh, okay. This even, is, even though he should theoretically be dead. There is no chance he's dead. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because it's... It, Disney has owned Star Wars for, um, I've was it six years, seven years? Yeah. Um, they've not mentioned once to canonize Boba Fett's whether he's dead or alive. Uh, Cobb Vanth uh, was a guy who he decided that he would take up the Boba Fett. He found his armor mm. on Tatooine, but he found his armor. No body. No body. Mm. So he likely crawled his way out of the Starlock pit in some way, shape, or form, and. I don't know why he had to shed his armor or maybe he was rescued by somebody and they shed his armor and he was like, fuck, you lost my armor. But yeah. so this guy called Vanth found Boba Fett's armor and he essentially became the sheriff of Tatooine. When uh, to, he appears in The Mandalorian, do we cast the same gentleman who played Jango Fett? You have to. Yeah. Yeah, to tomorrow Morrison. or. I think but age works. Oh, Because he would have aged a little bit. Well, that's what like a lot of people and... So who's Jango Fett? Jango Fett was... 
portrayed Fett. in Attack of the Both Clones series. as Boba Fett's mm. father, okay. but he was the mold of all of the clone troopers. And in fact, right. Boba Fett is not his son. He is a clone. He's an exact clone. Who, right. who ages through like a normal lifespan as opposed to some of these other clones, which are like all modifications and perfections. Okay. Boba Fett is genetically the same as the clone troopers. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah he's I, genetically the same as his father. Yes. I was going to point out that... He looks uh, the same as the clone troopers. That I, I learned just recently that new Star Wars lore or new Star Wars uh, uh, hype has has the, the idea that, yeah, Boba Fett never actually died. Well, so, like, he didn't die in Legends. Right. But in can't like, it's not... Been, Disney's never announced whether he died or lived. Mm -hmm. So they've obviously been waiting for a point to right. make an, an announcement. It makes sense that it's this show. I mean, throughout the show, I was confident of one or two of one of two things. Fifty-year-old man. It's probably Boba Fett that's the target. Hmm. He's fifty. Or I had heard rumors a long time ago, a long like over a year ago, that the target was a baby. Okay. And that hmm. that would be the thing that changes the Mandalorian. And then I heard a few months after that that the target was a fifty-year-old. I was like, that's a specific. Hmm. And then I heard a few months after that a rumor that Yoda's species would be explored in the series. And as soon as I heard that rumor, I was like, holy shit, a 50-year-old is the baby and it's a Yoda baby. Yeah. And so I actually was expecting it. And as soon as I saw the cradle, I knew exactly what it was. Oh. Um, but so that was why I was kind of like I mentioned to you. I was like, it was kind I, I kind of saw it. You're just coming. a step ahead of it. It's so impressive but, that you were expecting a 50-year-old baby Yoda at the end of this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I was. I knew it was, I figured it was one of those two. And I did think it was going to be Boba Fett just because... I. But I also knew there was a spoiler at the end of the show. Mm. And so I knew it was the target because right. it was getting... The more the show's going, you know that the spoiler has to be the target because that's what they're going to reveal at the end of the show, episode. Yeah. And so who could the target be that's a spoiler? And then it was just it only left a couple of options. Right. Uh, do you know anything interesting about the weapon that Bo that uh, Mandalorian carries in this show? I can tell you a whole lot of stuff. That weapon was initially drawn for the holiday special yeah. for Boba Fett. Boba Fett carries it in the holiday special. And the Mandalorian uses this specifically as his main weapon. Also, the, the Mythosaur, which uh, uh, Nick Nolte, the, the Mandalorians rode the Mythosaur. And it, like, specifically, like that's a, something that's been expanded upon in Legends a lot. And so, so what John is, Le Fav Le is Legends is it like a book series? No, so sorry about that. Uh, Legends, when Disney purchased a Star Wars from, like, purchased Lucasfilm, yeah. they took all material that was not the Clone Wars television show that was animated and right. run by George Lucas and Dave Filoni uh, and all of the movies. Okay. Those became canon. Okay. Anything else that was made Star Wars, comics, novels, anything else was made legends. Oh, so ideally, because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the notion of, and this is something that people forget a lot about what legends really means, is that mm -hmm. long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, these are all stories. And so essentially everything that was then made canon, they basically said, okay, you can be confident this stuff happened. Right. You've seen it, it's been happened. Everything else, just pretend like it's like, grapevine passed down legends and stories that have heard and so maybe there's grains of truth in there but maybe it's got a lot of shit that's wrong or got sure. mixed in with other stories it was a very clever thing disney did to uh keep the anger at bay by hardcore star wars fans right. when they wanted to reassume uh creative control yeah. right and, and also cherry pick what they think is the best exactly and so yeah. something ross often says is that in many cases you have reason to believe that something that exists in legends is true until disney says otherwise right yes. in okay. a lot of cases 
cases, that's the case. However, in a lot of cases, for example, uh, with things that happen after uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was wiped out because they wanted to make this new trilogy. Right. A lot of the stuff that was legends that occurred pre-Return of the Jedi, Disney's done a good job of being like, okay, it, this thing right here, it doesn't fuck with anything we're doing. We'll make that canon in a book. We'll make a reference to it. So anybody knows that they've learned about that in the past. We make an offshoot reference. They know, okay, cool. Everything I learned about that, now that's also true. Right. So Mandalore, because people thought Boba Fett was really cool. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he's a Mandalorian because he's got this Mandalorian armor. Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Now, can you you explain to me a little bit what a Mandalorian is? Because I don't... Beyond Boba Fett, yeah, well, that's what, what Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian, right? Because he's a clone, or you're saying, yeah, well, actually, that's that's very true. He's a clone of his father, and his father wasn't a Mandalorian. His okay. father was one of the most successful bounty hunters in the galaxy, and that's the reason why he was the one they chose to clone and make a, a millions of. Gotcha. Because he was dope. He was LeBron, yeah. right? He he was yeah. the goat. He was he was your goat exactly. Okay. Um, however, in the end, as with everybody in that family, the jetpack was his failure. Oh no. People forget that a lot about Jango. Is that Fett right? Well. Jet, un- undoing? Someone shot his jetpack, and so he's trying. That's he's, true. he's trying to get away from Mace. We Windu. think about the decapitation, but there's more to it than there's that. There's more to it that because Boba Fett's was way lamer. He just gets knocked in the back and falls over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But anyway, so Boba, so Jango Fett. Uh, it's now been determined, and it's been made canon by George Lucas because he liked to gain a little bit of control back. He's like, oh no, uh, Jango Fett. He actually, um, he, he he killed a Mandalorian. He he took his armor. Uh, and so, okay, and so specifically, it was like he basically wanted to say, "Oh, Jango Fett, he was he was a badass bounty hunter. Right. He killed a Mandalorian, and the Mandalorians have been built up in legends and other lore, and, and now canon into clans, and they're a warrior people. Right, so they're... they have a huge warrior history. Uh, and then the Baskar steel is where they build their uniforms from, which yep. they referenced in this, uh, and that was mined specifically only at Mandalore. It's what they built their armor in, and they had their. Uh, their helmets, which are very ceremonial, but mean a great deal to specific families. And, and do they accept it as a form of payment? Uh, well, it's extremely valuable. Okay. Think of it as Nazi gold in right. this situation. Sure. Because the Empire seized it all, yeah. and it was not theirs to seize. But in right. the case of Mandalorians, it's also... It, it would be like... It would be like robbing Canada of all of our maple syrup. Right. And then restoring things to their good order. Right, and we then building, agree. and then building your shoulder pads out of maple syrup. Out of maple syrup. Well, it's actually for, you need those for the NHL playoffs. Well, I've yeah. heard about this for a long time, and it's the most video game concept I've ever imagined. But I love it, and it's the kind of thing they need to apply to Star Wars video games in the future. But he's going to upgrade his uniform the entire series. Yeah. So by there are a couple shots where we've seen of him in like right. episode seven or eight. Where he's loaded and his he's all in Baskar steel. Right. They really make a meal out of him putting the shoulder pad on. Yeah, because it's like, it, <laughs> it, that it, too. It, well, it means a lot. The, that little kind of walk into the the Mandalorian kind of tunnel in that underground air. It's really to show that they're a very cultural people. They have a mm. way of doing things, and they're very ceremonious about um, their history. And anyone who's kind of threatened that way of life and in the case of the empire ruined that way of life for many years in the case of the clone wars ruined that life for many years um a lot of people like because of their warrior history they move that into aggression and are very like kind of 
as you can see in the Mandalorian's case, up front and willing to take no prisoners for the the sake of the Mandalorian people. Right. It kind of made me think that the shoulder pad was going to save the day in the end. It yeah. did. Like, <laughs> it did. Thought, he, I thought he it, was going to like... It did. He got shot by IG-88 and he hit him in the shoulder pad. Oh, no way. Yeah. And okay, IG-88 so says, is. stand down. And he gets shot by it and he gets... It, Blinks, off it his... blinks right off and he just Whoa. falls over. IG-11. IG-11. Thank you. Catch. Okay. I want to go back to the beginning. I want to know if either or both of you had the same first... Uh, realization as I did. The very first thing that occurred to you about this show when you first put it on. When did it happen? When did this story take place? That's right. And and where specifically? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I actually... Is I, it Hoth? N- no, I'm pretty sure this story took place uh, uh, in the future. Right. Of course. And, and, a, and, a, and galaxy, near, nearby, nearby. And a galaxy very near here. Yes. The galaxy next door. You cannot start anything in Star Wars without a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It stood right. out to me like a sore thumb. I was like, why not? Why didn't you put that in there? I'm also bummed that they didn't have a crawl. You thought there'd be a crawl? I thought, like, I personally, like, I didn't, there's not much I like from Solo. I liked the Solo crawl. And also, it's a television series. George Lucas put those in to make it, like, in the movies, to make them feel serialized like a Flash Gordon TV show. Right. Yeah. And this is the start of a television show. Yeah. And so if you want, if we're going to create a sequential story from here forward, you don't need them past the first episode. Right. But you should lead up to what's the state of the galaxy. It also allows you to remove some of the clunky exposition in that pilot episode where they're like, the Empire is no more. And it just like helps you to understand that we're five years past Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the exposition I thought was handled well, but very obvious when done. Right. The clunky exposition is, I watched, um, uh, Phantom Menace on the weekend with nice. a, a uh, 11 year old time well spent that and, must have been a cooler experience than watching with an adult well it was yeah it, it definitely was but he was not even that interested either because yeah. like the prequels are so space politicky so ah. much more than than yeah you know all of the more exciting Star Wars, which is all of them other than the prequels. But that movie opinion. has pieces that make up for that. Oh, that's yeah. true. There, there's a lot of fun in it. And yeah. I found myself getting into that. And yes. I was like, oh my God, why are we in front of council again? <laughs> like, <laughs> the Viceroy. What's happening? Yeah. The goddamn yeah. Viceroy. Yeah. Awful. So racist. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was yeah. very problematic too. And it made me really realize at this time watching Jar Jar Banks for like, oh no, this is, well, people had said that before. And I was like, oh yeah, people are saying he's supposed to be like a Caribbean guy. But no, it's very clearly like, Two of the worst things about those is how racist they are, but also they're the cleanest examples of why it doesn't feel like old Star Wars for a lot of people is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chewbacca did not speak English. Jar Jar should not have spoken English. Yeah. The Viceroy were the kind of, they were the political huts of that kind of, of the prequels. Naboo, yeah. Right. And yeah. so they should not have spoken English. Right. And so a lot of people really hated that Horatio Sanz's character in Mandalorian spoke English. Okay, I'm glad that you got there because we, we the cold open is amazing. It's It really establishes that this show is going to be thematically a Western. We're oh literally God. in a saloon and there's an altercation. I, I love that also, and I just told me to cut you off there, but I love that so much of the previews we've seen are just from this, just from the pilot. Yep. Yep, totally. Like we've seen just a couple shots aside from that. Anything that we wanted to show, like Gina Carano's character in, she wasn't in this episode. But other than that, it all came from this episode. Right. And so it's very clearly a Western from the saloon itself to stepping outside and we're in utter desolation. But that character that Horatio Sands plays, speaking of Jar Jar, mm-hmm. it, I hate him just as much. I, 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 I hate how colloquial he is. I think he's, I think he's like child service. I don't, I don't. I now, don't, who was Horatio Sanz? The, the, the blue-faced guy. Really? Yeah. I was trying to figure out so badly who that was, and I couldn't even find him in the cast afterwards when I 
kind of quickly looked it up. But. Uh, it's called Basic in Star Wars English. Yeah. Uh, okay. And some people thought he shouldn't have. I think he should have spoken Basic because um, uh, Mithrals, I think that's what they're called, Mithrals or something like that. That's the species. They do speak Basic as their primary language. Uh, but the problem was that he just sounded exactly like a human mm-hmm. and his mouth was exactly like a human. Yeah. Mm. And you could see his nose underneath whatever mask makeup thing they had. It didn't work for me. And so you weren't feeling it. You need no. to give him fangs. I hated him. You need to paint the inside of his mouth. Give him some form of lisp. Yeah. Like, he was like a kid in a Halloween costume. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, you don't, he doesn't need to speak. He doesn't need to be like, oh, oh uh, on life day, I, uh, I was hoping to get out. To, he, he can yeah. speak. I'm going to go use the bathroom. the bathroom. thorax. And literally yeah. show us a toilet for the first time in Star Wars. I thought that was kind of cool. Did you? Yeah, I thought the, the vac tube. And I, like, I, was, I had no problem with the scene or any of it. And for, I thought, like, the life day thing, life day was very first brought up in the in the Christmas special because it's okay. supposed to Christmas. When is the in Christmas Star Wars, special? They have like, life day. Can I find this? yeah you can find it it okay. used to be completely unfindable it's fine it's findable now okay cool. and it's was terrible it made me I've think when it. they showed the toilet i was like this must be something that like star wars fans have been lotting about for a year <laughs> no. like, they must really want to see a toilet or something they've been mentioned in novels i'm sure so okay. mandalorian carbon freezes him yep kind of indicating that carbon freezing technology has gotten a lot more satellite than it used to be we don't need to commit like a whole basement of uh like <laughs> right like it's, yeah that's a good that's a fair point uh he's got like darth a vader carbonite ca- rack yeah well yeah because well, darth vader calls it a very crude chamber though yep the that's one true on bespin and so interesting like point that they would bother having their this isn't our best but it's <laughs> some, it's a crude chamber well no him. that's the reason why he freezes han solo he, he he says hey boba you can you can take him in, you can take him in carbonite Right. But I specifically, he, I'm going to freeze him in carbonite. I know you you want to make sure he comes as a live asset, but I don't give a shit. We're going to test it on Han Solo because I need to take Luke Skywalker to the Emperor. And he's going to be a little harder to manage than Han Solo. So I'm going right. to freeze Han Solo as a test. If he lives, then I can freeze my son later. Oh, right. I, yes, I do recall that. He so, may not have lived. So then we go to meet up with Carl Weathers, who, <laughs> in spite of himself, is just Chubbs to me from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Grief, uh, grief. Targa or something? Shut up, Happy. Carta or something? I got my hand back, see? That's right. Uh, and he and he doles out the... <laughs> Shut up, Happy. Shut up, Happy. That that's your, line, your go-to <laughs> line. Damn, alligator bit my hand off. He's also a Apollo Creed. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, that, that, that was where I was going with it. No, too. he's that's chubs also, to me. Apparently, uh, uh, I, I, in Star Wars Celebration, or I think that's what it was, D- D23, he came out and was like, I want you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they were playing, living in America. <laughs> well, it was funny, actually, because a lot of people have associated the score uh, of parts of this episode with being very similar to the Rocky score. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I love the score. Ludwig Göransson, who did uh, Rogue One, this, and Creed. No way. So it makes sense yeah. that there's some borrowing things there. Wow. Uh, but I actually, I thought parts of it were great. Some parts of it were. I, I will say. Because was... I, I didn't notice it, but then people pointed it out. And when on my second watch, I did realize. I was like, that, that, some of this music is not very Star They Wars-y. didn't go for a less is more approach. I'll say that. there was, It was constantly scored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I thought in certain parts it wasn't done in the best possible way. Uh, Carl Weathers doles out the, the bounty pucks. Uh, then he's on his own again. He's walking through the alley. Missed opportunity for the Mandalorian to not take everything. Yeah. Uh, when he puts up, but I, I can give you um, calamari flan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I can only give you half. And so he gives them that. I was I could not believe that the Mandalorian didn't take the Imperial credits and the flunk. Isn't Ross unbelievable? <laughs> it's actually very impressive to yeah. watch. It's like what? Just your just your knowledge. You're having picked just, up like, on everything. On the, like the little details as to what the money's mm-hmm. called. You really ought to be a, like a consultant. I love it. And I guess the chain those are are carbonite keys to unfreeze people from carbonite. No, those were the trackers. Oh, okay. Yeah, tra- the trackers and pucks. So the puck is to identify who the individual is and gives all their information. It's the wanted poster, right? Uh, but just like a hologram wanted poster. Sure. Uh, and then the little trackers. He only gets the tracker for for Yoda's, like the Yodling. Right. Uh, later on, they gotcha. don't even have a puck associated with it. So when he goes to meet uh, Werner Herzog, uh, the little security droid from Werner Jabba's palace. <laughs> yeah, it's very distinctly German. The little security droid from Return of the Jedi. Oh, awesome. That was very. <laughs> that was really nice little nod. Uh, beat up stormtroopers in rusted uniform looks great. I will tell you, uh, Doctor Pershing, who's yeah. the guy who he almost kills. Here's my question about Doctor Pershing: Have we ever seen someone wear glasses in Star Wars before? Ooh, good question. Because it, it, immediately I was like, I don't like the look of him, and I thought about it on the second time. I think it's because he's wearing glasses. It was a little Smithers for me. Um, that is a good question. Like you, you're in an. Uh, a, you know, a, a long time ago in a galaxy far away, but you feel like technology is advanced enough to. It's well, it has, it has here on Earth too. Yeah, that's true. We have I, laser surgery. <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. Maybe Jocasta knew. Okay. Um, she might have had like reading glasses or something. But these are like weird. She was a librarian. Though, these are weird, go- like goofy. <laughs> yes, but that's they brought up the Star Wars librarian. The but they're he's like a doctor, though. Yeah, but they're like Hunter S. Thompson glasses. Yes, but they could be like. Like a screening glasses. Like, I guess, like yeah. Like a Google, Google lens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like something that would ha- assist with the work that he's doing. Right. Okay, fair enough. Like, uh, and then uh, another nod to Return of the Jedi, Salacious Crumb. Oh, yes. The, is being barbecued as like street meat. Yes, those are... Ah, Weird uh, little like rat-like Muppet yeah, that is oh, from, yeah. from Jabba's Palace. Like, they had a lot of Henson-y-style <clears throat> Kowaki and monkey them. rats or something, I think that's what they're called. He does not look tasty. No, they look disgusting. But yep. uh, a nice little nod there. He's walking through the streets with just as much original trilogy uh, kind of lore that they can yeah. pack into there. But also, I love how Nazi-esque <clears throat> Werner Herzog is. Yeah, he is. He, he's, he's wearing the giant medallion of the Empire around his neck. And like he has never seen a Star Wars movie, Werner Herzog. No way, never was like, but I'm game. (laughs) But fine, it takes a job. Yeah, it's probably only in two or three episodes, I would imagine. Yeah, probably so. One of those guys who you kill off, and it's a big moment. Uh, I mean, even like he's probably Mandalorian's going to be kind of probably avoiding him from now on. Okay. Actually, on that note, a lot of people, and I 100% agree, based (laughs) on the posters, the way they've built up the character. Uh, and based on just technology and Star Wars and what would make a good show, uh, no way IG-11's dead. You don't think so? No, IG-11 is going to be pissed when he gets rebuilt, and he is going to be after the Mandalorian the entire time. So you think Taika's going to be a regular in the show? I think Taika is going to be the like the main regular antithesis. Antagonist. Uh, hmm. Antagonist, yeah. Yeah. Specifically there to foil the Mandalorian around every turn or just to cause a nuisance. So Mandalorian is going to remain a Lone Ranger for a while. Uh, no, he's going to partner up with Cara Dune pretty soon, who's Gina Carano's character. Okay. Yeah, she's an ex-rebel. Uh, uh, she's from fighter. Rebels. No, she's she's just she's she was a rebel. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Oh, hey, I'm a little bit all over the map here, but uh, as long as I'm referencing like little Easter eggs for yeah. for uh, original trilogy, when he's looking out at the, are they called Bargs? The Blurgs. 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 The he's Blurgs. looking out at the Blurgs and he's like looking at them through his little lens and then suddenly he's being attacked by one up close is yeah. very Tuscan Raiders. It's very Tuscan Raiders, but also the Blurgs. <laughs> uh, that's a great one because they were first... So Dave Filoni, who directed this episode, and he's, yeah. he's the showrunner with John Favreau, in this. right? So, uh, and, and you seem to you made it seem like he's written a lot of is, Star Wars. He is cinema. the apprentice to George Lucas. Okay, and Amazing. I was so over the goddamn moon when I think it was Vanity Fair who did a big piece on him. They last did a week. wonderful piece on him, and it was extremely well done. But that just tells me right there uh, because it said in the piece, Kathleen Kennedy does not put out a single piece of Star Wars content that the story has not been approved by Dave Filoni, which is the most encouraging thing in the world. Right. And it also goes to show that by having him direct this episode of The Mandalorian, the pilot, uh, having him be the showrunner on it and working with Favreau, who's a phenomenal director and is adored by Disney, this is paving the way for an even higher role for Dave Filoni within the company. Amazing. Uh, in terms of creative control, and that's a phenomenal sign. No one understands the galaxy like... Dave Filoni, the only person who understands it better is George Lucas, and it's not fucking close after those two. Yeah, I would say it's probably you after. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but like, hey, every master needs his apprentice. But that's, that's the right. thing, and Dave Filoni is that for George Lucas, and that's what's phenomenal is because he then ran Clone Wars and Rebels, but mm -hmm. he's an artist in terms of comics. It's so actually he it, drew the blur. His story is really? very cool. Like he he was just like a staff animator at Nickelodeon and, mm. and George Lucas saw something in him and invited him out to Skywalker Ranch and this guy's going there like, okay, I love Star Wars, but what the hell's going on? What's happening to my life right now? And he got taken on as like the guy who would he, take over. He got in a car accident on the way there too. I think. Yeah, and he and that's right. And he told the people like, listen, I gotta go meet George Lucas, bye. And so, <laughs> so his, his rise through Star Wars ranks is is miraculously similar to the classic hero's journey of Star Wars. Right. And not just in that he's the Padawan to the master, but shortly thereafter, or sometime thereafter, George Lucas left. Yep. Just as right. does Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and, and the ma and he's left to kind of weather the storm and figure it out kind of on his own and, and ultimately be the hero. Yeah. But when he's in need, who shows up at the most opportune times? Who visited the Mandalorian set? George Lucas on the day Dave Filoni was being director, and like right. it, he's he's even like George Lucas is even his force ghost now, <laughs> right? And so they they've got a phenomenal relationship, and he is adored, yeah, by the Star Wars community. People go to Star Wars Celebration and dress up as Dave Filoni. <laughs> That's incredible. And he wears so, a cowboy hat. That's kind of his look, and he loves oh, wolves. Yeah. And so, like, people right. wear, like wear a wolf T-shirt and have a cowboy hat, and they're oh. Dave Filoni. And so, something Filoni. we do on on Recorder sixty six is we each come up with a couple of trivia questions to try and stump the other person. I Great. didn't come up with any. I've got a few, and you're not going to be stumped. So give okay. give Slaney first crack. All right. uh, I've I've ranked we've ranked them Padawan, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master. Okay. So the easiest question I have for you is what happens to the male Blurgs? Oh, uh, they they're like, well, I kind of missed what he said, but they're like in heat so he, he so. ross knows they're eaten during maiden season that's right oh okay. so he refers to one of them as a he and he says it's a she the male blurgs are eaten during mating season right uh jedi knight question what is the mandalorian word for the mineral they use to build their armor ross has said it already 
Okay. Oh, so you're at, they're all directed at me at this point. Okay. Yep. So, uh, what is the mineral? What is the Mandalorian word for the for the mineral that they use to build his shoulder pad? Oh, what's the kind of metal? I've already I've already lost. I'm not as wise as as fifty year old Yoda at this point. That's uh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I, I keep wanting to say like Valerian, but I know that that is Game of Thrones. Ross. Beskar steel. It is Beskar, Beskar. steel. Uh, by the way, uh, I know they talk a little bit about it, but uh, Beskar was this Beskar was recovered in the Great Purge. What is the Great Purge? Uh, I believe the Great Purge is when the Empire um, like rapes the planet of its resources. Okay. Uh, Jedi Master question: What kind of ship does the Mandalorian drive? Mm, yeah, again, a detail that definitely slipped by me. Although Horatio San's character said he says it, what it's it is? A, it's a classic. It's a Razor Crest. Razor Crest pre Empire. Right. Okay. Well, very good. Ross. Ross got ten out of ten. Uh, also, another thing, just while I remember it, uh, because you said pre Empire, this is a wonderfully subtle detail, and we saw this during some of the, the trailers and, and the flashbacks that you could see of him as a kid and like j- during a war. Clearly, right. Uh, it's during the Clone Wars. Okay, and so that's the reason as to why he refuses to take the speeder with the droid. With the droid, he's not a fan. And that's of the droids. reason as to why he hates IG Eleven at the start right. and has no problem shooting him is because his he was like, during the Clone Wars. I did pick up on that that he was not a fan of droids. Yeah, the droids are specifically viewed as the enemy, and then you realize, like to the galaxy, the droids were the enemy, and then they slowly start to realize that the public that they followed on that side was just as much the enemy and then the people who really really know what happens was it was all one guy doing both sides also droid prejudice has existed since the beginning of star wars yes but it's it's consistently linked back to um the to to the clone wars as to where that prejudice comes from final thoughts uh i uh, i mean where is the blurg spinoff (laughs) <laughs> is Filoni going to be running a Blurg spinoff? You got to read some legends. This is the Blurg spinoff. That's my point. It was in Rebels first. He drew right. them as a cartoon, and they were very first animated. I more meant like, like I want to follow a family of Blurgs the family for an entire of Blurgs? season. Well, you can only follow the women. That's right. Unless you want to see the males devoured. Maybe that's right. the, maybe that's the show for you. Uh, that's that right. That would be cool. No, <laughs> maybe I, a different channel. I think we're all very much in agreement here. Uh, Disney Plus content. Of Disney, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm 100 on board. Yeah, give him my S. Loving it. Oh yes, big S for Star Wars. That it was. I was dancing with giddiness as I was watching it. I was so excited, over the moon. I like the fact that they're roping in so many elements of the galaxy. I I adored it. I adored the episode. I'm more excited about it now. Yeah. Now that Ross has spoken. (laughs) I've said this before and and I'll say it again. Solo was a long episode of Clone Wars that was okay-ish. Yep. It didn't matter. This episode was 40 minutes and the 40 minutes mattered more than the entire Solo movie. I love that it's not an hour, by the way. Mm. yeah it was 37 minutes or whatever it was yeah. and i just do whatever you need to do to break it up in the right way so you don't have dead waste in there in the end it's going to be approximately a five to six hour movie per season great yeah the obi-wan show maybe it'll only be like a three and a half hour uh series six episodes there's mm. potential that it's not much expanded from the original movie idea for it we'll take but- the flea bag route yeah yeah and less like, is more there's nothing wrong with that and i think the mandalorian i think it's done extremely well and the budget that they put into it, it was beautiful absolutely gorgeous the scenery that they were able to pull off uh i just 
uh, incredible. Next one comes out on Friday and if, from now on on Fridays. Yes, and except for the end. I think the it, second last episode is a Wednesday. It comes out after Last Jedi or uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the last episode does. I yeah. Think so. I think the second last episode comes out like two days before on like a Wednesday because I think the Rise of Skywalker comes out on that Friday. Right. And then they do one on like the 27th or something. So like a week and a half later, give the Christmas break. But the series is done in 2019. A couple of uh, recorders, sixty-six season, season. house house coming thing, housekeeping things. Um, uh, Star Wars birthdays. Uh, happy birthday next Tuesday, the nineteenth, to Adam Driver, which is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, then November November twenty-second, Mads Mikkelsen and Alden Ehrenreich. Right. Uh, and assuming uh, we we don't um, we don't have any episodes off, um, Monday the twenty-fifth. Also, Sheila Fraser on Baru from from the original Star nice. Wars movie. Happy birthday to those folks. Um, on the Star Wars podcast, we do a segment called Gotta Cast One, okay. where I give you two people who, in many cases, don't really belong in Star Wars, or in some cases do. Okay. And it's Ross's opportunity to decide why one of them belongs more than the other Great. in Star Wars. And so in the spirit of this being the show show, mm. I thought um, we would go the, the the traditional route and not necessarily bring up Will Smith because that's too easy. But if you got But if you got to cast one in Star Wars, is it going to be Jada Pinkett Smith or is it Jaden Smith? And you can both give me your answers. I'm ready. Well, Are I, you ready? I, I, I <laughs> sure. Kn- I know Jada Pinkett Smith can act. She can act and she can be dark. Uh, she was in Gotham and she was really good. Yeah. Uh, and that was a very underworld-based show. Uh, Jaden Smith, uh, he's, he's weird. Anybody who wears a white Batman costume does something and he was born with a fucking platinum spoon in his mouth. So, No. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, David Benioff. I'm glad you're also kind of going. Although his family's done good stuff in some cases, but uh, sorry, I know that was, was, was a bit. tangent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but Jada Pinkett Smith definitely uh, keep her on the underworld. Uh, she did that well in Gotham. Uh, make her uh, oh, hundred percent. Make her um, uh, an enraged Twi'lek who hated being a slave, who rose through the ranks and became a bit of a crime lord in that way, but not a full like big crime lord because it's not one of the syndicates but a little bit more of a small world crime lord twi'lek okay and why do i get the impression that you're going to go the other route so i am going to go the other route yeah. but not for um such reasons academic that I reasons can articulate quite as well <laughs> as ross so the reasons that i like jaden smith he's taking a, a weird turn where he's doing more eclectic things mm-hmm. so if he like he's doing like weird like anime shows with Ezra Koenig writing them. Okay. I don't know anything about him. So. Well, I just have this, the smallest suspicion that maybe he's like a Shia LaBeouf type who, who in his <laughs> yeah. 30s will turn out to be a genius. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Well, he's got he's got nothing to... He'll turn out like Kanye West. Like he doesn't care maybe. about commercial success Who is a genius though. Yes, but Kanye West is an insane person. Yes, he's mentally ill. Yes. Yes, but a genius. Yeah, but... In his case, his genius is wearing off. Okay, I'd put. I wouldn't put Kanye West in Star Wars. To your N- point, no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> He's uncastable at this point. <laughs> but you want to see what he could do? I want to see what he could do. As what? Uh, that that's a great question. So I think you would maybe have to. Um, yeah, I don't know if you end up going like, like one a more alien style, or just as a straight up like. I think he he plays like. A, a spiritual bartender. Okay, all right. Jaden Smith, who, who's just kind of like one of those advicely bartenders. Yeah, you know, like like um, who's just super young with like so much life experience. That's right. Maybe he can that's provide right. some life experience to Baby Yoda. I think he can. 
That's your spinoff. I think that's what Jaden Smith is there for. It's Jaden Smith and the yodeling. Ah, I like that very much. It'll call it yodelay who? Like who is in in the Force Awakens? Who is the uh, uh, it's um, uh, uh, Lupita Maz character? Yeah, so Maz Kanata. I feel like he is a uh, human version of Maz Kanata. Okay, like, like young or a male young version of Maz yeah, Kanata. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I like the idea of Maz Kanata shacking up with a younger man too. I like that too. Of there, her own species. <laughs> that's her. So Maz Maz Kanata. Yeah, yeah, is uh, Jaden Smith's sugar mama love interest? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Her boy toy, her pool boy, who also boy. helps run the bar. Her little cabin boy. Yeah, he yeah. needs he needs to be of her same species though. Yeah, that's she, fine. She's got she's too you know she's got some different parts. She, she doesn't play hairy men though. Yeah, that's true. She he he could be puzzle. a really short Wookie. No, that's a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea, but it's also <laughs> a terrible idea to put a Smith in Star Wars. Okay, although well, actually Jada Pinkett it wouldn't be the worst thing, but she could not look like Jada Pinkett. She was in the Matrix Reloaded, I believe. Was she? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, whether it's Jada Pinkett Smith uh, or or Jaden Smith or even Willow Smith, we can certainly agree that Will Smith does not belong in Star Wars. Mm. And may the Force be with you. Mm.